Welcome to College Street Victory Church. You're listening to the weekly podcast with Pastor Matt Funk. Oh, come on. Who says you can't have fun in church? Wow. You know, it was hard to count from the back, but I'm pretty sure there was four eligible bachelors on the stage, ladies, by the way. Look what you get to look forward to when you come to church. Right on. Well, praise God and welcome to College Street. How many of you have been enjoying this series, The Comeback? Good to hear. Good to hear. Well, we've got more and thank you again for coming back to The Comeback. You know, God's just getting started and I don't know if you've ever been stretched. Well, obviously you were just stretched right now. But I mean, maybe you've been stretched in other ways, in your finances, in your relationships, in your health, uh, maybe in your way of doing things in this season or not doing things, or maybe in your way of perceiving things. Have you ever been stretched like on both sides? You feel you're being stretched this way, hey, Mark, and that? Come on. How about pressed on both sides? Yeah. Okay. I've been both, so... I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where it seems like there's no way out, or maybe for those of you that are believers, you're just believing that God's going to make a way where there is no way. You just haven't received it yet or seen it yet. Am I talking to you? All right. Well, um, I felt a little left out. I was like, do I come out with the headband on and the short shorts? And my wife's like, don't you dare. Do you want to come home with me tonight? But I, I, I had to ask what these are, because I've seen them around the house, um, and then uh, Pastor Stephanie told me they're called resistance bands, right? You've heard me say before, the greater the resistance, the greater the reward. Well, I tried using these backstage. There wasn't a great reward, I'll tell you that. A lot of resistance. Um, I'll get more into that later, why I brought that out. Uh, but guaranteed for all of us, this season has been a stretch. Has it not? And I guarantee you that this teaching is going to be a stretch. And over the past two weeks, we first of all talked about the stand, our standards, right? What we will no longer say yes to or no to. We learned that who we stand with also has a lot to do with our standards. We learned that scripture is stability in the face of uncertainty, And we all need to stand up. It may look different for all of us, but if we don't stand for something, we will fall for anything. We talked about the step, right? Last week we talked about the step and the steps that we need to take this year. One, we need to have a clear god size vision. Because vague goals lead to vague results. And I think for many of us, our vision has been, let's be honest, cloudy, not clear. Two, we need to be willing to step out and look up. Just like Abram had to step out of his tent, out of his comfort and into his calling, so must we learn what it looks like to step out and look up. And number three, to have faith to continue to step forward into our future. Every great miracle starts with a step. And today's story, today's teaching is all about, you name it, the stretch. 
Come on. Because your stature is in your stretch, and in it you will also find your significance. So today's comeback story is actually found in the Bible, in Exodus 14, of a man who had to come back. Hey, babe. A man who had to come back to the place that he had left when hoping that he'd never have to go back there again. That man's name was Moses. Because that man, when he left that place, was labeled as a murderer and now was having to come back as God's messenger. It's not always what it looks like. To give you a little bit of a context into what we're about to dive into, the Israelites were under Egypt for 430 years under their oppression and then into slavery. And God chose Moses to be the man, to step up, to step out, and to have a comeback story. That it would be Moses that he would send back to Egypt to tell the great Pharaoh to let God's people go. But the thing with Moses... He was raised as an Egyptian, but he was actually a Hebrew, so a stretch for him was who was he? You see, dealing with an identity crisis, on top of that, he was now told to go and speak. And we find in the text, if you read, that he wasn't really good at that either. So here God was going to use a man who was once labeled as a murderer to be a messenger and to rewrite his story for God's glory. Just shows that God can use anyone. And so he has to go back and deal with his past. The very thing that he hoped to leave in the past, bury in the past, you see, because what happened was There was an Egyptian soldier who was beating on a Hebrew, and he thought he would step out and stand out and protect his fellow man. Well, he ended up killing that Egyptian soldier and burying him in the sand. I think, how many things have we buried beneath the surface that we don't want to go back with and we don't want to deal with? But I'm telling you, faith cannot fix what you're not willing to face. And God has a way of taking our messes and making them into messages, doesn't he? So here he had already gone on to start this new life. And he was called to go back and to not just speak to Pharaoh, but he would lead God's people, all 2.4 million of them, out. Where do I get that number? Well, in Numbers 1.17 to between 17 and 46, look it up yourself, just not because I said it. But God calls in the post-Exodus a census to be taken. And it says that there were 600,000 men, and biblical historians say with the size of families that they would have, if you added the women and children, that would be approximately 2.4 million people. You see, a God-sized dream and a God-sized vision should really stretch us. And sometimes it scares us, (laughs) right? I don't know what's scaring you lately, but God knows. So here he has to go back. He's got to face the Pharaoh, who probably wants to kill him. 
And he needs to speak not his own words, but God's words to lead the people out. Fast forward, Pharaoh was reluctant to let 2.4 million workers go. And so there was plague after plague, but eventually he released them. And a lot of the Egyptians blessed them with gold and silver and treasures, and they were on their way. Oh, happy day. They thought that they were free. But then Pharaoh had a change of heart when he saw 2.4 million workers walking away. Who's going to do the work? So he sent out all his chariots and his horsemen and his warriors after the Israelites. And here we find them in a valley up against the Red Sea. And in verse 10 is where I want to start here. Verse 10. It says this, as Pharaoh approached, the Israelites looked up, and there were the Egyptians marching after them. And they were terrified, so they cried out to the Lord. What fear have you been facing lately? When you look up, is there anything that you feel right now that has got you trapped or oppressed? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have you been crying out lately maybe for healing, for freedom, for safety, for security, for stability? Although the Israelites were focusing on their fears, they did something that was right. They complained up. You notice that? Some of the best advice I've ever been given from coaches is, Matt, don't complain down. Always complain up. Why? Because people don't follow people they pity. And it's not going to get you anywhere complaining down. You need to complain up. Are you with me, ladies and gentlemen? Complain up. Verse 13, Moses answered the people and he says this, Do not be afraid. There it is. Stand firm. And you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today will never, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. All you need to do is be still. I love Moses' response to having faith over fear. He, Moses doesn't know what's going to happen next, but he does know who the victory belongs to. He knows that he's on the winning side, even if it doesn't look like it. Do you know it? You know, in order to properly stretch or be stretched, you need to shift. We need to start shifting our focus from fear to faith. Fear to faith. In verse 15, then the Lord said to Moses, I love this. This is Moses' response. Remember, the Israelites are complaining to Moses. Now Moses is crying out to God. You see where this is going? Verse 15, the Lord says to Moses, Why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to move on. There comes a time when you need to stand, and there comes a time when you need to step. And guaranteed, when you step, you're going to be stretched. 
You don't just, if you want to experience the same things you've always experienced before, then do the things you've always done before. Walk the way you've always walked before. But if you want to experience different, get ready to do different. Stretch a little further. Move on, God says. Honestly, ladies and gentlemen, I have moved on from conflict, from confusion, and from control. Why? Because I know my role. I'm not here to complain, but I'm here to proclaim the name of Jesus. I'll say that again. I'm not here to complain, but I'm here to proclaim the name of Jesus. We need less complaining, more celebrating. I'm here to tell you, you can either play the role of the victim or the victor. You can't play both. I choose victory. What do you choose? Every miracle requires a movement. Stretching requires a movement. If all you do is stay still, you become stiff. This resistance band, if no one touches it and it just lays there and looks pretty, it doesn't serve its purpose. And you know what happens to it if it doesn't get stretched? It becomes brittle and it breaks. It needs to stretch in order to serve its purpose. Otherwise, it loses the elasticity in it. As long as you keep getting stretched, you will find your purpose. But if you become stiff and all you do is stay still, you will break. Those that stay still become stuck. I've been there. Someone say, move on. Are you ready to move on? Okay, just check in. Verse 16 says, God said to him, raise your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea to divide the water so that the Israelites can go through the sea on dry ground. Notice how God didn't take them around it. God didn't take them over it. God took them through it. I'm telling you guys, this morning, the men and I studied the story of these three dudes, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And here's the thing with the story. There was authority over them, but there came a point and a time when they said, we will not bow down to this 100-foot statue, O king. There comes a time, and that was a stretch to stand before the king, and they had the right approach. But they said, we will not bow down. And because of that, they were thrown into a fiery furnace. And before going into the furnace, they said, our God is able to deliver us from the furnace, O king. But even if he does not, we will not bow down. Here's the thing. God didn't put out the fire. He went with them through the fire. Some of you want the fire to stop. Some of you want it all to stop. But it's not just what God is calling you to. It's what he's calling you through. He wants to show that he is a miracle working God. He wants you to show you you can get through this with him. You with me? Raise your staff. See, when everyone else 
is raising a stink about what they think. How about we raise the name of Jesus and watch him divide everything that is in our way? That is how you will cross over from strife to life. Are you with me, ladies and gentlemen? What are you going to raise? Are you going to raise a stink or are you going to raise the name of Jesus? Because if all we do... Pastor Rudy, is raise a stink, then guess what happens? We just sink. No different than Pharaoh's army. And if Psalm 23, verse 4, David says, even though I walk, come on, through, are you with me? The valley of shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Finally, we need to stretch out our hand towards God's command. Not towards the confusion of this world, not towards the chaos, but towards our Creator. This isn't new for Him. He's done it before. He allowed the three men to go through the fire. He allowed the Israelites to go through the sea. What is he allowing you to go through? Stretch out your hand. In Luke 6.10, Jesus told the man, remember the man with the shriveled hand? He told the man to stand, and he told him to stretch out his hands. And when he did it, it was completely restored. With the stand comes a stretch. Comes a stretch. God wants to restore to you all the things that have been robbed from you. Health, happiness, hope. In Proverbs 13, 12, it says that hope deferred makes, makes the heart sick. But a dream fulfilled is a tree of life. The cool thing about trees is they're never designed just to feed one person, are they? A tree isn't designed to feed itself, is it? A tree is designed to feed others. There are dreams and passions and desires that are in this house that are being birthed in this season. And what seems like a dark place, but remember, when that seed goes into the soil, it is in the most darkest of places. And in the soil and in the darkest of places is where it is taking root and beginning to grow. And one day it breaks through. But you don't see what's happening beneath the surface. In verse 21, then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea and all night in the dark, the Lord drove the sea back with a strong east wind, and it turned into dry land. And the waters were divided. You see, it was when Moses stretched that he found what was significant. It says, all night the Lord drove back the current that was in their way. The only way that you can stand against the current is by stretching out what's in your hand towards God. What's in your hand? In Exodus 4, 
1 to 3, when Moses was first told by God to go and speak to Pharaoh, he asked God, well, what if they don't believe in me? What if they don't listen to me? When I tell them that this is what the Lord God says to you and that the Lord God appeared to me, you know what the Lord said to him? What's in your hand? What's in your hand? And he replied, a staff. You know what Moses told him to do? He said, throw it down. Throw it down. And the instant that he threw it down, it became a snake. And then the Lord told Moses to stretch out his hand and grab the snake by the tail, and it became a staff. What's in your hand? The things that we have in our hand have the ability to hurt and to heal. What's in your hand? What do you need to lay down before God that you've been clinching onto and holding onto so tight that it's time to release so that God can bless you? Verse 26. Then, after they had crossed over, the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand again. Stretch out your hand over the sea so that the waters may flow back over the Egyptians and their chariots and their horsemen. Moses stretched out his hand over the sea and at daybreak the sea went back into place. The Egyptians were fleeing towards it and the Lord swept them into the sea. When you pursue God's plans, he is able to sweep away what's got you worried today. It doesn't matter what's got you oppressed. God is bigger than all the rest. And I'm telling you, with faith, you will pass the test. Would you stand with me? My takeaway is simply this, that you... For you to stretch, it is your stretch that will take you beyond your barrier. I don't see what you're up against, but God does. I don't see what's been pulling you, and maybe it hasn't even been in this year. It's been going on for years. It just really brought out what was inside you all along. I don't see what's been holding you back, but God does. But if you would have faith today to just stretch out your hand towards him in this moment right here, this is a holy moment. This is God's chosen moment. He is stretching us. And before we can stretch out here, it starts within here. Paul said in Romans 10, 9, if we believe in our heart, confessing with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believing that God the Father raised his son from the grave, we will be saved for many of us that belief is a stretch it's believing in something that you want to believe in that you cannot see it is the very evidence of what Hebrews 11 1 says I've seen amazing miracles birth out of people because they took a step of faith and they stretched towards Jesus He wants to stretch you supernaturally in this place today.
I know where you get stretched the most. Not in religion, but in relationship. That's where we get stretched the most. Isn't it true? Let's pray. Would you just pray after me? Say, dear Jesus, I know what it's like to be stretched. I'm ready. Say, I'm ready to be stretched by you. I believe that you came and that you died for me. That you were stretched for my sins. Thank you. Forgive me. I believe that three days later you rose from the grave. Would you come into my heart? Would you be Lord over my life? In Jesus' name. Amen. Just stay in the moment if you would. Stay in the moment. Eyes closed in the moment. Music, keep playing. It's not a lot of times where I, I feel things or sense things and that say what I'm sensing, but... I felt something heavy when I came into the room. And I wouldn't say it unless my good friend had pulled, had pulled up, sat next to me, and said the same thing. It was almost like something was trying to keep you out from stepping in. And I don't know if, if you felt that or any resistance coming here today, but would you just give me a thumbs up so I know I'm talking to you? Wow, look at that. Okay. You know, every time we, we learn something, every time we step into something, God wants to show us something. And anyone can get up here and say, the, the greater the resistance, the greater the reward. The greater the battle, the greater the breakthrough. But God wants you to step through. Because faith without works is dead. And I want to pray for you right now. I believe through the Holy Spirit right now that there are chains being broken. That there are things being lifted off of you. Lies, limitations, depression, oppression, suggestions of sin, I believe are being broken in the mighty name of Jesus. I thank you for the anointing and the appointing on each and every one. And I thank you, Jesus, for the word that you have given me and the place that you have placed me to serve my brother and sister. So I ask now for release in Jesus' name. Release in Jesus' name. Anything holding them back, gone in Jesus' name. Peace in Jesus' name. And while you're in this moment, if you felt something in that moment as I prayed for you, uh, you felt like you got lighter, you felt actually anything, would you just give me a thumbs up so I know that, wow, that's God, wow, all over the room. That's the power of the word of God. He's just started to stretch you, to bless you. And if you prayed that prayer in which we prayed for the first time and you're stretched into relationship with God today, would you give me a thumbs up in the room? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I don't know if you noticed something different. Open your eyes and tell me if you noticed something different. Yeah, cool. Cool is right. I'm telling you, when you... You're going through the fire. 
And you know, how you, I said the man this morning, and you know how to stay cool. Christ is what keeps you cool. But we've been, we've been commissioned to baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And at College Street, we get out of the way because Jesus made a way. And if you understand how to have a relationship with God, you can understand baptism. And we are called to step in with Christ. You want to talk about going through the water. Baptism is actually referenced in what I just taught you today. You see, because when the Israelites, God's chosen people, went through the water, all of Pharaoh's army was washed away. Now, Egypt still existed, yes, but no longer did it have authority over God's chosen people. That is the same with you and me when we step in. Will you still struggle with sin? Yes, but no longer does it have authority over you. For when we are baptized and go underneath the water, we are buried with Christ. When we come up out of the water, we are resurrected with Christ. I wonder who's going to be the first one. We went from having the baptism as a side thing to having baptism at the center of what we do here at College Church. So we're just going to worship. We're going to press in, but I believe somebody wants to step in. And if that's you, we're going to keep pressing in. We're going to keep worshiping. Just come to me right here, and I'll step in with you. But let's worship together. Come on. Thank you for tuning in today and thank you for continuing to partner with us and for giving so generously to this ministry. If you would like to find out more about how you can partner with us, visit our website at www.wherepeoplematter.church and click the giving link. And don't forget to subscribe and share this with your friends. See you next time.